بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم بسم الله توكلت على الله ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي I was walking across campus one day when I heard this loud crack and then a big crash right behind me so I turned around and I saw that a large branch broke off of a tree and fell to the ground where I was walking just a moment earlier. It missed me by a couple of feet. If I was any slower, who knows what could have happened. But Alhamdulillah, I walked away that day without a scratch. But I thought about that incident for weeks after. It made me think about how vulnerable I was. And in a sense, really quite helpless. I live in a very safe neighborhood, in a nice town. But sometimes the world just doesn't feel like a very safe place. I do worry sometimes about bad things that might happen to me or my family. An accident, an evil person. I'm still careful when I walk under a tree. <laughs> I want to get these thoughts out of my mind. They're not healthy, and it doesn't help to dwell on your weaknesses. But I think there's a fine balance between accepting that we are essentially quite vulnerable, and that despite this vulnerability, we're also quite capable. We must never let our weaknesses or fears get in our way, even if it's just in our own minds. We control our actions, and that's what we should be focusing on. But the fear of what might happen, what might go wrong, could paralyze us. We need to get that out of our mind, these negative thoughts, those fears, those weaknesses. Well, not the weaknesses, but I guess the fear that these weaknesses might be exploited. Because it's not just about an accident happening or physical harm, right? It's also about psychological harm sometimes. Some, someone treating us badly. How do you react to that? No one wants to be in, in a situation where they're treated unkindly or unfairly. Sure, we could defend ourselves, protect ourselves, but the emotional toll on us having to go through something like that, I mean, I'd rather avoid such a situation from the start than have to go through it and then, you know, win or whatever, you know, be successful in defending myself. Yeah, I'd rather protect myself from being in these situations at all rather than have to defend myself in such a situation. How can I do that? I don't even know what's about to happen when I walk out the door. I don't know who I'm going to run.
to. I don't know what their intentions are. So most days, most people just ignore these things and hope for the best. We don't let these worries stop us from doing what we need to do, from living our lives. But then there will be some days when these thoughts, rational or irrational, may be a bit overwhelming. So I lived with my parents until I finished high school. And when it was time to go to university, I had to travel abroad. So it was not just the first time for me to leave home, but I was leaving to a different country. My mother wanted to be with me, but obviously she couldn't, thank God. <laughs> she wanted to be there to protect me. I thought I was old enough to protect myself, but still, you know, mothers. <laughs> so instead of going with me, she taught me these two supplications. She said the first one, Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, taught to his daughter Fatima and he taught her to say it every morning and every evening and the second one he himself would say every time he walked out of his home she asked me to learn them to say them every day and night and every time I walked out of my home and uh, I did so I learned them and I did say them I still say them today I'm teaching them to my children they think they're old enough to protect themselves but still you know fathers. Here's the first supplication. Ya Hayyu Ya Qayyum Birahmatika Astaghith Aslih Li Sha'ni Kullah Wala Takinni Ila Nafsi Tarfata'in O ever-living, O sustainer, and supporter of all. By your mercy, I call on you to set right for me all of my affairs, and do not leave me to myself, even for the blink of an eye. With the first supplication, we're reminding ourselves that we're never ever alone. Allah is always there, watching. When we understand this, and we also realize that we're not really limited by our own human capabilities. I can't see or know everything, but that's okay, because I don't need to. He does. And if my intention is in the right place, then Allah will set my affairs in order. I just focus on what I control, on my own actions, and lead the outcomes to him. And I know that the outcomes he chooses for me will be better than anything I could ever wish for for myself. So even if God did not will for that tree branch to miss me by just a couple of feet, if it, if it had hit me that day and, and hurt me, on the surface, it sounds like a terrible thing to happen, but who knows what other worse fate it could have protected me from. It's like the, the famous story of the old Chinese man who raised horses for a living, 
They say one day he lost one of his horses. And after hearing about this, uh, his neighbor came over to console him. And the old man said, well, how do we know? It's not a good thing for me. The neighbor didn't understand how it could be a good thing. He lost one of his best horses. But then after a while, the lost horse came back with another wonderful horse. So now the old man had two horses. So the neighbor came over and uh, congratulated him. And the old man surprised his neighbor by saying, well, how do you know it's not a bad thing for me? neighbor was just so confused he left and then one day the old man's son was riding the new horse he fell off of its back and broke his leg the neighbor came over to console him and uh, the old man again said well how do we know it's not a good thing uh the neighbor just didn't say anything <laughs> by that time he thought this guy is nuts but then the military came and they were recruiting young men for war and they skipped the old man's son because he was injured. So you never know. And sometimes we realize days, weeks, maybe months or years later how a seemingly bad thing was actually good for us. And sometimes we may not realize at all. And that's okay. Because we don't control that. We focus on what we control, our intentions and our actions. It's believed when a person says the first supplication, an angel says to him, you have been sufficed, protected and guided, and Satan will stay away from you. The second supplication goes like this. Bismillah tawakkaltu ala Allah wa la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah Allahumma inni a'udhu bika an adilla aw udal aw azilla aw uzal aw adlim aw udlam aw ajhal aw yujhal alay In the name of Allah I place my trust in Allah, and there is no might nor power except with Allah. O oh Allah, I take refuge with you, lest I should stray or be led astray, or slip or be tripped, or oppress or be oppressed, or be reckless or be subject to recklessness. Slipping and tripping here refer to committing a sin unintentionally. I find it really interesting that the supplication isn't just about our own self-protection, but it's also about not harming others. You know, whether it's intentional or unintentional, I'm having a bad day, I could say something or do something that hurts someone else, even if it's just hurting their feelings. But it's still a form of oppression that I may not intend. And there's something that's very comforting in the fact that the Prophet said this every time he left home. Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, he was the, the kindest, 
most respectful person ever. So for him, in all humility, to, to say such a supplication, I think is a reminder that we are just human. We may err. We will err. <laughs> but God is all forgiving. And also, God in his wisdom can help us avoid making these mistakes. Imagine what the world would be like if everyone said this supplication before leaving home in the morning. Allah, don't let any harm come to me, and also don't let me harm anyone. Wow. I do feel Allah's protection when I say this supplication in the morning. I feel a little more courageous. I feel I can maybe handle anything. When you realize that everything is in his hands, you, people around you, this whole world, and that he's the one who protects us, then you don't need to worry about what could go wrong. You still need to, you know, do the right thing and be smart and avoid the wrong places. Don't touch that exposed electric wire, you know. <laughs> but then we put our faith in Allah and remember that whatever happens, it happens for a reason. There are no random events. We do what we can. We control what's under our control and leave the rest up to him and trust that it is for our own good even if our neighbor thinks it's not. <laughs> Thank you for listening, and remember us in your prayers.